Now in the lair, the group face off with a rat ogre. An ally comes to the party's rescue, and Otis goes for a ride. I am Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We're two game masters who just can't stop talking about role-playing games. Today, we continue where we left off. Omgrim and the group, well, the group was in the sewers and they just found the lair of the Skavens. Mm -hmm. Omgrim was charging in to kill some of the first guards. Um, as he charges in, hacks and slashes way through a few people, uh, we find ourselves in a larger chamber within these these sewers. You know, there's this almost like a river of sewage flowing through under sewage tubes and back out. Uh, the floors seem to be uh, almost clean, not clean, but well used from constant coming and going. There's strange vents with smells and, and fumes really filling the space, adding more stench and disgust to the environment that our heroes find, or find themselves in. Um, Ungram is, is hacking and slashing his, his way through these skavens. And with this distraction, Otis decides he's going to try and sneak around to the back. He finds a little hallway, works his way through it, and in this dark alley he sets up, waiting for someone to retreat. Umgrim hears after killing multiple smaller skaven mm -hmm. they uh he hears a roar coming from the end of the hall umgrim being the slayer that he is expect a worthy adversary so he charges in again slashing as he makes his way uh towards uh, a, a little space where he can smell the even more potent uh i don't know like gas mm -hmm. uh, fumes coming from it's the sewer so we can expect what it come it's coming from but um he makes his way forward nonetheless and that's when behind him i think it was uh who was it with the lantern so randall 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 who you know randall is obviously he wants to help ungram out he sees his friend hacking and slashing and he needs some backup so he kind of runs in, lighting the way with his, his lantern. Yeah, Umgrim has dark vision, but Randall yeah. doesn't. So he, he charges in, holding his lantern in front of him, and enters this second chamber where the fumes are thick. And as he comes in there, boom! A, a large explosion. Big explosion uh, affecting Randall, but also Umgrim. And... Uh, getting inside the room, Ungram noticed two other Skaven that were making their way to the end of the room that what uh, to what seemed like a, a ledge. Mm -hmm. And these two just like were pushed outside of the room and fell. And that's when the Umgrim could hear like the battle, like and some scratching. Yeah, and, and... some nasty stuff. It, it sounded to Ungram's ears like a worthy opponent. Yeah. So Ungram always hasty to find someone worth killing, charges towards the sound. Here he's standing by the ledge, and in front of him, below him, some 15, 20 feet below him, is a large rat, deformed rat, standing something like, what, 15 feet tall? Mm -hmm. 
large bulging muscles, almost borderline mutations on this creature, you know, big scars, think like Frankenstein of rats, but with bulging muscle muscular deformations on it. One hand is missing and there's a big like metal metal claw appendage put in mm-hmm. place of of the arm. And Omgrim loves it. Oh yeah. Starts taking his throwing axe and just throwing axes at the beast. But that was after the explosion, so he like stood up, went to the ledge and did this. Randall was also very shocked and saw a couple of Skaven that heard the wreckage, the, the, the big explosion, the sound, mm-hmm. and started shooting with the arrows. But while the Ratmen were making their way towards this room, Otis was very well placed to see them coming mm-hmm. and took his daggers, throwing daggers, and ambushed the Ratmen before they could make it to Randall. In doing so, Otis also found himself in a place with uh, strange bales of hay. He assumed maybe sleeping quarters for the Skaven or Mm -hmm. or a hiding place for something. So he kind of let his greed get the better of him here. And he started digging through these barrels, not barrels, but these piles of hay and strange cloths. It It was pretty disgusting. And he works his way in and finds himself a little treasure. He finds himself a lockpick. But as he's inspecting it, he sees and feels a prick in his arm. He looks down just in time to see a strange beetle crawling into his skin and up his arm. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> at this point, the, the, the players are having a really intense reaction to this, as is Otis. Let's return to Ungram. Yeah. Ungram now, on his ledge, throwing axes down at this rat ogre notices that he isn't doing enough. He needs to get down there himself. Yeah, so he takes his trusty two-hand, like, he has two different swords. He jumps on top of the of the beast, turns around and scratches both of his axes down the back. Mm-hmm. The beast roars and angrily turns around, trying to slash Umgrim. Umgrim blocks it with his two axes, and now he's in a bad position. Mm-hmm. The ogre scratch him again, manages to take some some skid off, and that's when Randall reinforced Umgrim, took an arrow, shoot it at the back of the ogre. The ogre again, the rat ogre, is being assaulted on both sides. Turns around, and that's when Umgrim gets an opening. Oh yeah, takes he his... takes his trusty two-handed battle axe and just cleaves clean through, and somehow manages to fell this gigantic beast. Luckily luckily for him. Because, you know, he was in this tight quarters, there was not a lot of space for him, and actually, in killing the beast, he now realizes that he's in a pit with no other way out. There's a large grate blocking the way. He's got this gigantic wall that he just leaped down. How is he going to get out of here? Yeah, he notices that this was basically there was a cage for the this beast, mm-hmm. and he's standing on bones and leftovers from previous yeah. meals. And once he cleaved the, the 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 ogre, the rat ogre was still like crawling at him, trying to like attack him, even though he didn't have legs anymore. So Umgrim finished him, and noticed that there was some equipment also laying around, mm-hmm. shields, swords. Just equipment from the many 
feast the beast had. On the other side of, of our adventure, as Ungram is fighting and Randall is fighting, Otis continues to inspect and investigate the cave that he's in, in, in the sewage. So he works his way down the hall in the separate room and finds a larger chamber, even larger than the one before, with stairs working their way down towards what appears to be an altar. On either sides of the altar, you've got sewage dribbling down, connecting into the river that we noticed on our way in. Yeah, and he he arrives in this room and tries to sneak in, but notices that people, the Skavens are now waiting for him. Because of probably the explosion, the Skaven uh, re, uh, retreated to that room, mm -hmm. trying to secure the position of their leader. So that's when Otis sees uh, multiple minions and the leader with what seemed to be a book in his hand. And the leader says, you knock that book, you'll die. And throws the book inside the, the this river of sewage and just bolts the other way. So the book now in the sewage is quickly drifting away. The heroes realize, hmm, if we want to stop this from disappearing forever, we need to do something. Otis takes it upon himself to turn and work his way towards the water. Or if you want to call it water. Yeah. But there's, but, there's a lot of ratmen in the way. Yeah, there's just ratmen after ratmen, skavens everywhere swarming him. So this is where Ludolf comes in. Calls upon Sigmar to cause fear in the Skaven and distracts them from Otis, putting himself in danger. Yeah, and he he makes it in time to cover Otis and start hack not hacking, I guess, like bashing bashing with his, with thank his you. hammer, just bashing the, the, the Ratman and mostly being a shield for Otis, who sneaks back past him sees the book and even though the heroes are not there to get the book because they, they don't know what the book is but mm -hmm. it apparently is important because the skaven assumed they were there for the book uh takes a big breath in and jumps into the sewer the the, yeah. the sewage water um and then he tries to reach for the book cannot mm -hmm. he's not able to do it but there's a lot of current so him and the book are carried away from the battle where Ludolf is holding off the many Skavens. At this point, Randall decides to join Ludolf. He kind of asks, or doesn't really ask, he kind of tells Ungrim, you're on your own, get out of here. We're, I have to go help Ludolf and Otis. He turns around and joins Ludolf, shooting arrows, kind of holding the line to allow Otis the best odds he can possibly have to try and get the book out of this disgusting murky water. And you know, the the line is being held rather well. Ludolf and Randald are managing to keep the enemies at bay. For now. Yes. But that's when they hear a noise coming from the ceiling. Uh, the grate is being moved and multiple ratmen enter the central room where the hero, many heroes are standing. Mm -hmm. Some of them hurt themselves, but are still able to fight and start attacking the, the, the heroes that are behind the main line. Ludolf is not close enough to protect 
the friends, Randall, all the allies, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the and Randall, who's really good at range, now is being almost ambushed. Um, Umgrim is stuck. So the main two frontliners are are, are are not there, and the other ones are getting attacked. But just in the nick of time, as if someone knew that they needed help, <laughs> down comes a light blue or dark blue light. It's like a bubble of crackling energy down from the hole on the heels of the ratman that just appeared. Within the bubble is a is an individual, a gentleman, dressed in blue robes with jewelry. But it's hard to see who's inside. And with a crack and a bang, out of the bubble comes bolts of lightning, felling one, two, three ratmen at once. The heroes maybe are being helped or saved by someone, but who? Yeah, and as the ratmen are falling in front of the heroes, the bubble dissipates. And that's when you get more details, uh, a high collar, a big ornament, and the face is really familiar. And they realize, wait, this looks a lot like Diedrich. Wait, this is Diedrich. What's happening? Diedrich is a wizard, a, a blue wizard. And they, they're shocked. They don't know what to think, but there's no time to ask questions. No time for what's happening. Just like, okay, let's, let's, let's go with it. So, you know, the, the ratmen are continuously swarming. People are being attacked left and right. But the heroes are doing a pretty good job at defending themselves. But now the spotlight turns to Otis. He's being dragged along this sludgy stream of sewage, trying to grab the book, but he can't see. There's mud in his eyes. There's murk in his face. And he's approaching like a sewage tube, kind of like a tunnel where who knows where it's going to take you. Yeah, Rendell is sees all of that, and he knows like he knows what part of the, the the tube he saw previously, and knows that after that they don't know where it goes. Mm -hmm. Takes an arrow, ties uh, a rope to it, and manages to do a great shot between two bricks in or on the way where Otis is going, mm -hmm. and that's how Otis, at the last attempt, stretches out and grabs the book with one hand and the arrow with another, just managing to stop him from following their current out of the sight of all the other heroes. And with Randall and Otis uh, working together, he's able to um, grab on the ledge and come back to the, the land. Yeah, he's, he basically is saved by this smart thinking on Randall's part. At this point, you know, the book is in their hands. Most of the rats are are dispatched or are killed and the the leader seems to realize the situation he finds himself in so he turns his heels and starts to run away but at, at he, he takes to the right of the the altar which is somewhere the the heroes have not been yet mm -hmm. but with thinking they, they they assume well this might lead to the other entrance we we haven't gone through so they just started running back to the entrance, trying to get there before the leader can. Mm -hmm. And Diedrich is yelling at them, we have to stop this guy. It's very important we stop this individual. The heroes, you know, having had read the letter he sent them, and now seeing him as a blue wizard, 
a wizard who can kind of foresee the future, right? This is the power of the of blue magic to get premonitions and whatnot. They realize, okay, this person's probably pretty important. Otis and Randall work together to develop a makeshift, uh, not a not a noose, but a what's a, it bola. a bola, kind of like you know those three, three or four heavy weights with ropes in between, and they whip it towards the entrance. And just as this leader, rat leader, turns the corner of the entrance, they ensnare his feet and he falls to the ground. So the, the rest of the ratmen are finished off pretty easily, or, or they escape. And the heroes take a, take a few seconds to, you know, take a breath, although a, a breath full of sewage air. <laughs> yeah. uh, but at least, you know, whew, they, they've made it and they're all alive. Now that, they, that the, 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 the leader has been ensnared, they get there, wrestle him a little bit, but tie him mm -hmm. with a rope. He's been secured. They have a, a little bit of time to investigate the room. Umgrim takes his big bulking muscle and opens up the grate um, from the interior. Mm -hmm. And he'd, he'd been hacking and slashing at that thing this whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's been trying to get out, but he just manages to do it once everything has finally happened. And uh, that's when Ludolf comes inside the room, sees a, a shield he, he likes, grabs it. Uh, Otis grabs the, the, the blade of the Skaven leader, which is a weird big blade made of black material. Mm -hmm. uh, really crudely made, but because it's black, it's still sharp. It's really good to sneak. So Otis is happy that it won't like shine to reveal his position. Mm -hmm. So he takes this. Um... And in this, you know, moment of re repose, if you can call it that, uh, Ludolf turns to Ungram and kind of tells him, hey, that wasn't really great. That wasn't really cool that you just charged in without saying anything, without consulting anyone. Um, and Ludolf at this point was, was rather frustrated. You know, he, he, Ungram charging in put himself in danger, but also put the rest of the party in danger. So there was a little bit of tension there between these two heroes and the... Yeah, um, uh, Ludolf has a lot of writing on this mission. Mm -hmm. He has uh, his whole priesthood, the respect of his peers. So having this loose cannon uh, messing up his plans, I'm sure he would have liked to have some recon or everything. So they were like all reactive instead of proactive because of that. So that was interesting to see the back and forth between the... One, the person that wants to be the leader and the other one who really takes charge of what's happening. And then before they can continue that conversation, the heroes hear more scratching, more footsteps, more rat noises. Coming from all around, all like they, they cannot really pinpoint the direction. It's surrounding them. In fear that something is going to come after them again, the heroes book it for the exit. And this is where we're going to stop our story for today. If you're interested, we have another video coming up next mm. uh, Thursday. I'll put it up here. Yeah, which is behind the GM screen, talking about this episode of Blood and Betrayal, what we liked, what we didn't like, maybe what uh, the structure. And we also had the discussion last week on Roleplay Chat about how to build a cool encounter mm -hmm. and... Will it be up here too? Yeah. So we're going to go through the motion of 
using the, the, the different steps we build to show you how it was used in, to, to, to come up with this encounter. Mm -hmm. and, and this is actually a new format for us. Usually the behind the game master screen episode or content really is attached to the campaign diary. But we figured let, let's test it out. Let's split them up into two episodes, one for each. Um, and let us know if you like that. We, we encourage you to reach out to us. You can talk to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is uh, at roll underscore play underscore chat. We're almost uh, at 100 followers. If, you, if you're not following us already, go on there right now and follow us. Give us a like and, and all that stuff. We'd really appreciate it. And let us know. Do you like this new format of splitting it up? Yeah. And if you're not a fan of Twitter, you can also write to us um, by email at contactroleplaychat.com. No, sorry, at gmail.com. <laughs> Contact Roleplay Chat, and all can, one word. You can always write us, a, uh, write us a comment down below, you know, that you love the new, the new division or that you're not too much of a fan and tell us why. We'd love to, love to hear it. So comment, like, and subscribe, all that beautiful things. And I think that covers everything we wanted to talk about today, Chris. That's all, Matt. Let's call it a chat. <laughs>